Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Liverpool, what? Seven. What? Manchester United, nil. What? The last time Liverpool scored seven against Manchester United as Nigel holds up his seven-up bottle up to the camera. Is the last time we scored seven against Man United, they were called Newton Heath. They were playing in green and white. We played in blue, sorry, green and yellow, as, as per their scarves, glazers out. I bet, bet they'll be back now. But anyway, they were playing in green and yellow. It was 1896, and it was 7-1 to Liverpool, who were playing in blue and white. Times have changed. Quite a few things have happened between then and today. But today, this very, very day, Liverpool have beaten our oldest enemy, 7-0. Well, oldest enemy with Everton, actually. But um, anyway, this there's too much to talk about. I'm delighted to be joined by Fergus and by Nigel, but there's only one place to start and that's with a poem just a little bit of a poem that i'm gonna that i'm gonna you know give you from from emily dickinson who wrote i taste a liquor never brewed from tankards scooped in pearl not all the vats upon the rhine yield such an alcohol um nigel you're on the seven up you're trying to process it. I can't process it. The, the, the match finished about an hour ago. I spent 20 minutes of that just sort of just meditating on the fact that we've just beaten Man United 7-0. How, how oh, the devil yeah. are you? Oh, unbelievable. I was in work and I had it on. And there was a, there's, a, there's a guy that comes in. He's a Man United fan. He's a big Man United fan. And it was um, he, he watched the game till half past time. Until half time. Now he's an older man and he hasn't been all that well. And his brother died last year. A nice man. You could have a decent conversation with him about football. A proper Man United fan. I don't know. I've said it to him. He agreed with me. We were talking about it. You just don't have any problem with any of the, the Man United fans who long term. It's the problem with the current, the way current fans are. It just on a, I give a, a little bit of perspective here at the start. Um, we um, we just had a bit of a chat during the game, like about about things and uh, just. Then the goal went in and he headed off at halftime. He said he was heading off at halftime, so he did. So I was in work and basically watched the game because I had a, another guy with me. So I was able to watch the game and I turned it up and then the goal started going in second half and I kind of relaxed about 5-0, I think. Um, the tension went down a bit. It's I hate that fixture more than any other fixture. It's horrible. I hate the feeling around it pre, pre-game and stuff like that, you know, I just don't like it. I, I remember, yeah, you, I mean, you said that in our, in our group chat, but now, now it's okay. No, no, it's fine. Oh, now I'm delighted. <laughs> well, God, no, I'm absolutely delighted. It's just, yeah. It's, um... No, yes, the nerves beforehand. You, you oh, know, yeah. the fact you really yeah. want to win so much and you can't contemplate uh, anything else. Wow, great answer. Fergus is here as well. Fergus, welcome back. Um, it's it's a momentous day for Liverpool Football Club. Um, honestly, I was thinking earlier uh, before this match started that, um, you know, I was, I was thinking how fortunate we all were to, to have seen us beat United 4-0 at Anfield and 5-0 at Old Trafford and how that's unlikely to ever happen again because of the resurgence of Manchester United. Because let's be clear, they won, they won 16 of their previous 
19 games, drawing two and losing only one. And that was when Casemiro was missing against Arsenal. They they got beaten 3-2. So they were on a hell of a run and we absolutely destroyed them. Fergus, what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's an amazing day. It's nice to have a day like this because when it comes, you have to enjoy it, as I'm sure the players are as well. The fans are enjoying it. Um, yeah, so it's it doesn't happen, obviously, very often at all to have such an amazing result. But I was very confident going to the match. And the reason was that um, when you look at the history uh, of the last seven fixtures, they were showing on Sky Sports before it came up. Liverpool have won five, beaten United five, in five of the last seven and drawn twice. I think I, I don't know if that's five, if that's seven in total, or just seven at Anfield. But we've won five of the last seven anyway. It's a um, lot of sevens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and um, so it doesn't matter how confident this United team is; they're still fragile. They have a new manager in Ten Hag, but this team coming in with um, De Gea in goal, Luke Shaw at left back, Bruno Fernandez, Marcus Rashford—you know—they're scarred. They're scarred by playing Liverpool seven times in a row and losing five times. Um, so I was very confident coming to this. I, I played football amateur, for, let's say soccer football amateur for about 12 years. And, you know, n not at a high level, but at a competitive level. And I knew at, when I arrived at some away grounds, I mean, United arrived today at, at Anfield, you arrive at summer away grounds. I used to play in Cork, in um, Cork City. And if I arrived away at Rockmount or somewhere like that, even at Middleton, which were teams we used to face, you had a sinking feeling in your stomach when you would arrive and you knew, oh, this is going to be hard. And all of those times you've lost there kind of flashes through your mind. And it doesn't matter. It's 19 minutes. It's a new game. It's a fresh start. But still, when you arrive at a ground, the ghosts of the previous um, appearances there do do show up. And uh, I, I was very confident going into it. I actually bet on a Liverpool 2-0 correct score. Um, and Nigel, being, I think you work for a bookie, so you know, I think I got about 12 to 1 for that. Um, and I was busy cashing out on my uh, 12 to 1, 2-0, when we went 2-0 up. And lo and behold, we went 3-0 up. So I missed out on my cash out. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, sorry about that. Too many goals. Too many goals. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm disappointed we didn't win two nil. Um, no, I'm very, <laughs> I'm very happy. It was only a pound. I bet a pound. So I'm not a big, big uh, gambler, but um, I like to keep around twenty quid in my account, so I have something to play with. Um, yeah. So yeah, amazing result overall. You look at the xG was about three one on xG. So I thought United were terrible. I had the misfortune of listening to Gary Neville on co-commentary. Oh God. The yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, so he was all about Man United, how good they were in the first half, how they were dominating. I didn't see it that way at all. I saw Liverpool on top. I thought saw United scared. Um, and lacking confidence being at Anfield. They did have a couple of good chances in the first half, but I was very confident, and that's how it panned out. Excellent stuff. No, it was, it was, I mean, 
I thought we were unlucky in the first half. We'll get we'll get into the into the action as in a bit of 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 the actual game itself. But at the moment, it's all about the joy. And speaking of joy, Jack is here. Jack from Anfield Road TV. How is it coursing through your veins? The joy. Get in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and everyone listening or watching or whatnot, enjoy this moment as it was just now going on my podcast. And uh, yeah, if you're going into morning, wherever you are, morning, evening, in, enjoy your weekend. Soak it in, drink it in, drink in the United Tears, get it all. I'm trying to continue, like damper my excitement, mate, but what a performance, mate. What a performance, lads, as well, and ladies. <sighs> Yeah, I still can't actually. I don't think the players are. I don't think any of us really take it in. We just absolutely destroyed Manchester United seven. Yes, <laughs> seven nil. Uh, made up, mate. Right, and we could have even. We could have got double digits if we actually had our shooting boots on tonight, mate. But. Really what a moment. Could have. I agree. I agree. What a moment. And that's a great answer. Seven nil. I can't believe it. Nigel, um, who was your man of the match and why? Uh, my man of the match, I said, I said it there earlier on, uh, was Mo because he, even when we weren't playing that well in the first first half, really, up to up to when we scored, we were dominating the ball. But there was a kind of a, uh, you know, we weren't really kind of making a lot of chances. But Mo was terrorising them. The Poison Dwarf tried to forearm smash them to hell there at one stage and didn't get a free kick for it. Um, I I thought he was just brilliant all day, and, and then in the second half, when, when the first goal went in, everybody else came alive. But Mo for me, and I thought actually I thought Harvey Elliott was very good. I've been critical of Harvey Elliott, or not so much Harvey as the positioning. I think we had a discussion about this one, like the positioning of him between Trent and Mo. But he kind of moved around a little bit more tonight. And Jordan Henderson, I thought, was excellent, really, really good. Once Gatpo scored, it's that weight off the shoulders thing again. And the same with Darwin. Terrorised United. Absolutely terrorised him. Um, I've been saying to... My my manager at, in work is a, is a Man United fan. And I've been saying to him since the first season, the first time I saw Fernandes, he is a liability. He is not going to do anything. He'll take penalties. He'll swan around the place looking, trying to look good. When backs to the wall, what was he doing? Going around trying to kick 18-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, so, and sulking as well. Yeah. What a sulk. What a, what a, what a, what a yeah, misery that he is. We've had a few of them ourselves, and that's not what you want. You don't want these lads going around the middle of the field waving their hands in the air saying, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm trying to do something. He wasn't doing anything. It was awful. He was awful. And and uh, as Darren Wilde, our friend, said in our chat, he said he looks like a pepperami, uh, which is absolutely true. Um, but, uh, yeah, so 7-0, loads of things happened. Fergus, that first goal, um, Mo Salah, and Cody Gakpo and Darwin Nunes up front, they were all dynamite. But that run inside, that uh, you know, behind Fred with Robertson's pass and Gakpo turning inside, Rafa Varane, World Cup winning, multi-Champions League winning, Rafa, Durant, Rafa Varane turning inside him. Uh, you know, like a, like a sort of, you know, some kind of beautiful. It was glorious. It was like a ballet. It was, and the finish arrowed into the corner. Um, I said when he signed, and I do have a penchant for hyperbole that that we've signed the new Thierry Henry. It was an Henri-esque finish from Cody Gakpo. Fergus, what were you doing? About, what do you think about Gakpo? That goal 
or anything. Yeah, Gakpo is he's got great potential. He's only twenty three. Uh, he does have he, he does have the ability to play the, the number the number nine, the Bobby Firmino role. He's obviously a di- very different shaped player. He's about six foot three. Um, he's uh, he's not as doesn't have as good a touch as Bobby Firmino, but he's got much more pace. You know, he can frighten players. He can get the ball on the turn, on the half turn with his back to goal and spin around and, and just he can beat a player on the turn and then race towards goal. That's something that Bobby Firmino never had despite all his qualities. So he's he does have frightening ability and pace and the way he took that first goal and we'll come on to the second goal. The second goal, as he said in his interview, I don't know if you saw it after the match, he said um, he was asked which was his favourite goal. He said the first goal was the most important but the second goal was his favourite and I think I'd agree with that. But yeah, he's a brilliant signing. I was listening to a guy called Rob Goodman on the Anfield Rap, who's been um, really down on Gakpo, and you know he's not he's not up to Liverpool standard and all of this. I I couldn't disagree more. Actually, I think he's at 23. He's got great potential, and he can play that number nine role. And it was a brilliant um, goal. It really United were stretched. They were out of their depth at Anfield. They didn't come in. Um, you know, they, they, they were overawed by the occasion. You know, they always say, don't play the occasion, play the match. I think United were overawed by the occasion. They were, you know, Dallow at right back. He looks good going forward. He was him and Fred and and um, uh, Fernandes were 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 caught defensively and you know that goal once it went in it felt like it was going to be Liverpool's day and so it was yeah indeed indeed I thought Dallow started okay actually defending uh defending Darwin in, in the first half but then yeah he crumbled into nothingness and by by the end he had been he had been stirred into the broth and disappeared um uh Jack um I mean I I think that was Mo Salah's best ever game for us i've got to give you a couple of stats he got two goals he got two assists he got a yellow card for revealing his mighty torso um and he was fouled officially six times um although in reality it was more like 10 or 12 or and the only way you could stop mo salah when he's on song is to foul him but this was he wasn't just on song he was he was breaking new musical ground this evening he was absolutely extraordinary jack um and and to overtake robbie fowler's record is i mean you know he was a legend anyway but his legend just somehow keeps on growing yeah you run out with superlatives in all honesty when you you're trying to describe Mohamed salah he's been defying expectations he's been defying defying the critics one season wonder two season wonder three seasons four and you know the story um magic mo majestic mo brilliant mo amazing mo and he is he's being single-handedly spearheaded and along with others of course in this liverpool squad in recent years and liverpool will be on top again in the next couple of years of course obviously the rebuilding stage liverpool's midfield in the next 12 months 24 month periods but if you add mo at the forefront of what is liverpool been doing best at the best part and the years to come as well the season's not done there's a long way to go champions league 
funnier things have happened, as we know. And even <laughs> if we don't, even, even if we don't get past it, I'm pretty sure the lads, as we know, if we put in a performance like we did tonight, they'll make us proud, whatever the result. But yeah, he's electric, mate. And I was very fortunate enough a very long time. A couple of years ago, I was in that grounds when he scored that absolutely peach, a thunderbolt against Chelsea when he cut in from that right-hand side and cannoned one from 20, 30 yards out. And he's he is a Liverpool legend and I'm very blessed. I've grew up on stories, the likes of Barnes, the likes of Rushy from my dad and, and obviously Fowler's when I was very young as well. But he is our modern-day legend, in all honesty. He is going to go down yeah. in Anfield bloody folklore. Well, they all should, and they all would. I mean, you know, Bobby Firmino, another one. Um, obviously, he's 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 announced he's leaving the club. He came off the bench today in the 78th minute. He got a goal and an assist, Nigel. Um, I mean seventh heaven there's something mystical about uh for new numerologists talk about number seven having being full of mystical powers if there's any footballer we've had over the past few years who's full of mystical powers it's bobby Firmino. um what talk to me about bobby yeah i can't absolutely i can't um i was in work and like i said and uh there was very nearly some tears when that ball hit the net even when the assist for mo i thought oh god he's just it was just the real icing on the cake to have bobby scoring that seventh goal In and to see him celebrating oh man it was magnificent it was just like the magnificent seven the only <laughs> number seven the only number seven better than them was yawning up in the stand with his son king kenny <laughs> yes. happy birthday to kenny yesterday i'm sure yes. uh, that was a, a belated, a good belated present for for the king. Um, oh, I'm just absolutely over the moon. It's going to be there's going to be some serious watching done on that. Um, it's it's incredible. Um, oh, there, there'll be there'll be some low lying Man United fans around. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I think they might have deleted their Twitters or their Instagrams or whatever uh, already. Uh, no, totally, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a couple of things from today um, that stood out were. You know, in terms of in terms of stats, there were there. I mean, Andy Robertson, for example, what a game he had! Um, you know, two two shots, uh, both with his right foot, could have found the top corner three times. Sorry, twice. Um, he had three key passes, uh, one assist, eight point six nine rating on on whoscored.com. Um, th- yeah, three key passes, two shots, seventy nine touches, uh, one header. But the stats don't 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 sum up how he got into Anthony's head. And before the match, Fergus, <laughs> uh, I was uh, on on a chat with a friend of mine who's uh, who's a United fan, and he we were talking about the duels. Who's going to win which duel? And we both agreed that Andy Robertson was going to win the duel with Anthony. But the way that he won the duel, this was this was Clint Eastwood in a west in a, in a western winning a duel wasn't it it's, it was it was beautiful yeah it's a it's co- two contrast very contrasting players actually because anthony i'd have to question i've looked at anthony quizzically as a signing for man united he's just he's he's not up to it you know he's he doesn't have pace he does only have one foot his left foot he does this step over he does a few tricks he can run around do a 360 on the ball but I mean, what's he for? He might have been um, looked great in the Dutch league, but very, very odd signing for United. He's definitely not United. He's, he's not United quality, possibly not even 
you know, he's definitely he's not top quality anyway. He's probably Premier League standard. So um, strange, strange signing for United. Um, but then Andy Robertson, um, you know, I don't think Anthony will be there for long. Uh, and then Andy Robertson, he's turned into a big, big game player. Uh, he's a personality player. Andy Robertson is not the most gifted player in the world. He doesn't have a silky touch. Um, he's not someone who's going to dazzle you with skill. But he, what he does have is an instinct to run into the right spaces. He's got aggression in his run. Um, and he is got a he has got a personality for a big game, being um, a, a Scottish player, um, a Celtic fan, and all of this. He, he knows how to um, he knows about the emotions of football, the emotions of big crowds, the emotions of big games, and he plays on those big games. And he's almost like you say that you make the the movie illusion like Clint Eastwood. He is the movie star for the big occasion the blockbuster movie he turns up for the blockbuster and then he's got his body double in costa simicas who 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 is his stuntman double who turns up for the games which don't count as much um and i think the older um and uh andy robertson gets the more he makes these cameos on the big occasions and that's the way it, it seems now he is brilliant on the big occasions, and he's done it again today. Totally. It's his birthday on Saturday, by the way, March the 11th. He's going to be 29. So, uh, you know, get your get your cards in, you know, send them to Anfield Road, Liverpool. Just put in Andy Robbo, Liverpool, and uh, the poster, you'll find him. Um, uh, Jack, uh, yeah, I mean, Andy Robertson, he got into his head. Uh, such a great thing, but all of the battles all over the park, we were winning them and winning them and winning them. The guy that surprised me most is a guy that I've been insulting this season, and I'm so sorry because one thing I love being is wrong when they prove me wrong when I've been negative about someone, and it's Jordan Henderson because, my gosh, he wasn't the best player on the pitch tonight, but he, I was worried coming into this game with Casemiro, Fred and Bruno in their midfield thinking, oh, they, they're probably going to get some joy uh, against Henderson uh, and Fabinho, who have looked so leggy, so off it. But this was vintage Jordan Henderson. The press, Jack, the press. It was insane. Yes. Oh, Liverpool laid siege to Manchester United's defence, mate. And he would have been a Roman warrior at the forefront against Manchester United. 7,000 banks, that couldn't have been enough tonight. He would have been at the bloody forefront. Him and Nunes, the absolute nutters, both of them. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Nigel, for the, for the audio listeners, Nigel's just showed us a, a, a bald-faced uh, Ten Hag. Seven hag. Seven hag. One yes, hag, that's two what they're hag. Calling him. Yes. But yes, I, I'd, I, I'm, I'm, I'd just been doing a podcast review, mate, on my channel. And we spoke about, I think all of us, obviously, we've all questioned, obviously, Fabinho as well. I've got to mention him and Henderson, but rightly so, both of those two. And even, of course, uh, complemented with, obviously, um, Harvey Elliott's qualities. But I think Liverpool. Hopefully, in the second leg against Real Madrid, those two, Henderson and Fabinho. A lot of us questioned, obviously, Bacetic, who's been Liverpool, one of Liverpool's best players in recent weeks. But you're absolutely spot on to mention uh, Henderson, mate. He was the press. Everton was spot on. His press and even the half spaces as well. Even when, of course, United, yes, they didn't take their opportunities in the first half. But 
that's what Jordan Henderson brings to quality in terms of the composure as well. Liverpool, yes, when we were 1-0, 2-0, but we grabbed the control of the game, Jordan Henderson. Jordan Brian Henderson, we'll use his full name, but uh, him and Fabinho, I think Fabinho as well. Um, I know we haven't mentioned them, but he, that was the Fabinho of old. I know the lads have mentioned them, but if, if we can embody this performance tonight, it's about we've set the bar tonight and we know the level. We go in to Bournemouth in a couple of days' time. We play them like we're playing Real Madrid in that second leg. We go at them. We go at them till now at the end of May and we've set the bar tonight and we go straight in. But Jordan Henderson, Jordan Brian Henderson will be very much at the forefront of what we've got till now, the end of May. Absolutely. I mean, we, we need him to be fresh, you know, and, and having Bajetic there to, to rotate with him in the in the team is, is has given Henderson and Fabinho the, the, the rest, perhaps, that's allowed them to have this sort of rejuvenation. And it's it's beautiful to see, like I, like I say, a thousand apologies to for, to 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 Jordan Henderson forever doubting him. He was excellent today. Um but yes, uh, um, the other part of that midfield was Harvey Elliott. And, you know, I mentioned Andy Robbo before. He he was our top tackler with four in the match, four big tackles in the match. But the equal best also with four tackles in the match was Harvey Elliott, which is unbelievable because I think, I think he's arrived, um, Fergus, because I, I saw him against Wolves and he made one tackle and one interception. He knows he seems to know where to be on the pitch now, which is where he, what he didn't have before. He was a headless chicken before, and he's learning to well, where he needs to be. And then off the ball, but then on the ball, he's he's his touch and the way that he's he's turning and he's playing people in. I thought he. I think he's. I think he's got a huge part to play in our future now. Maybe even in the midfield. Um, what do you think, Fergus? Yeah, I'm glad you've asked me about Harvey Elliott because he's divided opinions. Um, I think no, nobody has ever doubted his quality on the ball, but he's divided opinions because of the position that he's been asked to play, how young he is, how short he is, how tiny he is, and his lack of pace. So all of those things have been question marks against him. But I mean, the way that Harvey Elliott plays and produces um, on most occasions, you can't really doubt. He's, he's, he's a fan on the pitch, you know. You, it's every boy's dream who's a Liverpool fan to be on the pitch. And there he is, you know, Harvey Elliott, with all that youthful enthusiasm. And he plays with his heart on his sleeve, you know. You, you can see he lives every emotion. He is a born and bred Liverpool fan. His dad is a Liverpool fan. So when he plays on the pitch, you know that he's giving, uh, uh, you know, 100%. The cliche is 110%. He really is. And he does have the ability to back it up. So he, he's deserved his chance. He is improving. Um, the, the, the greatest quality I can say about Harvey Elliott is that he can receive the ball under pressure. It doesn't matter where he gets it from. He Against Wolves in the middle of the week, he was coming back and getting it off the centre-halves with people behind him, and he was still still able to turn, lay it off, and find a, find a, a teammate. So, yeah, he, he has been really good. He's proving himself. The, he's probably Liverpool's most um, ever-present player this season, maybe, maybe apart from Alisson because he's played in almost every match at least some point. So he's he's got the confidence of the staff. 
And um, yeah, what can I say? And plus, he's got an eye for goal. And for years, we've lamented that Liverpool can't score goals from midfield. So he does have that. So he's got every quality to be a Liverpool midfielder, you know. What, what we've been saying, what he has lacked is that steeliness, that ability to win a ball and to hold off opponents and also to be in the right position to cover for Trent. Um, um, today, United didn't offer much of an attacking threat, so there's still question marks about his positioning, but, you know, he's, what, 19, so he's still learning. But, um, as I say, he's like a fan on the pitch, so we can forgive him a lot, and as long as he keeps turning in performances and scoring goals, he's definitely got a big part to play for Liverpool. Absolutely. I'm just bringing up some some stats on the screen there uh, for the people who are watching at home, if I can get rid of all the pop-ups and the annoying stuff. Um, Jack, um, this is Harvey Elliott over the last uh, over the last year, 365 days versus other uh, midfielders that they're putting him against in Europe. And it's 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 quite remarkable how he, he scores above the 80th percentile in uh, non-penalty goals, non-penalty expected goals, total shots in a match, expected uh, assists plus goals, ex expected assisted goals, okay, expected assists, excuse me, expected assists, uh, and loads of things, shot-creating actions, um, progressive passes is in the 79th percentile, progressive carries is in the 94th percentile. So he loves bringing the ball, taking the ball, bringing it forward. Successful take-ons in the 84th percentile. Going forward, he's 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 a bit of a monster. He, he's he's going to be, when is his birthday? It's uh, April the 4th. So he's going to be 20 on April the 4th. But he has glaring weaknesses over the past years that you can see on screen if you're watching. It's um, past completions uh, under 80%, which only puts him in the 31st percentile. And tackles, he's in the 8th percentile. Interceptions, 21st percentile. Clearances, 11th percentile. And, of course, aerials, one, being such a slight guy, um, you know, or a shorter guy, he's, he's only in, in the 2nd percentile. So if he improves his tackling his intercepting and his passing jack he could be one of the best midfielders in the world is that going to be i mean you because you can you can learn these things yeah. as a professional footballer tackling intercepting and pass you know being more accurate as a passing yeah what do you think jack could, can he really become like one of the best in the world it's very promising mate <clears throat> Like in all honesty, and as you alluded to, the, the percentiles, and even at the age of 19, 20, 20 years old, and a couple of months, really, mate, it, it's going to be interesting what the next 12 months in terms of Liverpool's st strategic transfer strategy is, because how we complement the likes of him, Bichetic, as well, the other Liverpool midfielders, there's, there's a lot of talk, quite rightly so, when I when you analyse the, the midfielders in the whole of Europe, you, you, you do analyse Jude Bellingham's game. And even I've seen an interview this week with Trent getting pressed again about Jude's game. And, and even he said, but I tell you what, if, if Liverpool could add a, a Bellingham or another two, three elite midfielders, um, it's about building that transition really for to, we all know liverpool are as much as it disappoints liverpool all of us in terms of a transitional period in terms of bedding in the likes of gakpo nunez and a lot of other young players into this squad and the midfielders that we will 
um, most potentially bring in as well with the players leaving the leaving the club and the likes of Naby and we all know the names and Ox and that. But it, it's exciting times, mate. Um, he is obviously the as obviously the lads alluded to already in the in the show tonight. He he, he lives and breathes Liverpool. He was like us if we we could actually jump on the pitch tonight. He was he was probably the one of the most happiest people in that stadium tonight. Obviously, just that assist as well for Darwin Nunes. I think it was his first goal. The, the, obviously, a lot of young players would have very much switched off, but the alertness, really, the the the, the in-game intelligence, as you alluded to, Owen, his his passing statistics will get up there eventually. But he's so raw in a good way in terms of every facet, and it helps massively. I think Owen and lads and everyone listening that we have a very like tonight. We had a we had a six. That was actually doing his job. We had a very much a midfield that was doing everything possibly right. We've been certain moments. We know the games over the last twelve months that Liverpool have we've switched off in games. But when you have a six doing his job properly, like we did, and we had a left hand side midfielder, i.e. Jordan Enson, doing everything right tonight, Liverpool's midfield is complements everything so well because even the half space of the pocket of space Elliot but by lord he's only 20 boys he's only 20 and uh yeah I think he is very special and you're right what you say I agree about you know having two players next to him who are who are really you know dynamically doing their job like Henderson and Fabinho were I was so worried about that before the game but delighted to be proved utterly wrong 7-0 Nigel um, Gary Richards in the chat. Uh, great to have you with us, Gary. And we've got Graham here. Alan the Cat is here. Uh, Goldie is here. Oh, we've got loads of people in the chat. Great to have you here with us. Um, uh, Gary mentioned Nigel that how good Trent was. He, Gary just says Trent was brilliant, defended well, and Gary, as usual, is right on the money. Um, talk to us about Trent. Yeah, I thought I thought Trent played very well. He nicked one away when they went into the box there at one stage. He nicked one away from under. I'm not sure whose feet it was, but he kind of nicked it away. And himself and Allison were kind of coming in. He got his toe on him. I think Virgil cleared it. Um, just if you look at where we've been kind of getting caught for our goals, we've been getting kind of caught down that channel sometimes. Well, we caught them down the channel for the, that channel for the first goal, the ball in, and um, the poison dwarf came across the cover and stepped in too far. And Gakpo kind of just walked around him and curled it into the corner. He kind of got a little too deep or something like that. But like the, the fullback went kind of missing for a minute. Um, like uh, I, I was talking to the older Man United fan that was there, and he said he prefers Wan Bissaka there for defensive wise. That was okay, kind of going forward, but he leaves himself kind of open, and that's exactly what happened down that flank. It's the way we've been getting caught for a few goals sometimes. The, one of the goals in particular against Brighton, we got absolutely destroyed down that channel, and uh, he was very good tonight. Uh, did all he had to do. Showed some real real aggression as well I thought he was running down in the corner there at one stage with um, I think it was Bruno Fernandes and of course Fernandes tried to kick him after Trent had slid in and, and kicked the ball out for a throw or something like that showed a bit of aggression of course everything that was kind of late you know and then the odd time he might have to deal with the other the other ballerina on the other side who was trying to I don't know what he was trying to do turning around in circles and posing and diving and um, Anthony whatever he's called oh yes yes ballerina you know he, he just 
waste of time having players like Fernandez and and uh, Fernandez and and Anthony when you've got when you want to knuckle down and try and do something about it. So any day of the week, give me Firmino, give me Jordan Henderson, give me James Miller, give me Trent Alexander Arnold. When your back's to the wall and you're trying to do something, because we got it done today. So totally brilliant answer. Absolutely, Nigel. Absolutely. Um, we haven't spoke about the the, the other defenders yet. Uh, Ibu and Virgil Van Dijk. Uh, as a pair, they were both terrific, Fergus. They were both absolutely magnificent. Because you could say that, yes, the XG was only three goals to one. So Liverpool had a particularly clinical day. And it's a bit of a freak result that may not be ever repeated. But, uh, you know, we've witnessed something very special. Part of that was the defensive effort. Virgil and Ibu were terrific. Yeah, they were uh, terrific today. Um we would have to say, though, overall, I mean, not to put a damper on the day, that Virgil hasn't been himself this season. He's lacking a yard of pace. He, he may not have been himself since, since he got back from injury. Um, so that's something we'll have to keep an eye on uh, in the long term. You know, there's talk about us going in for Guardiola, not not Guardiola, but uh, Guardiola, the, the, the um, Croatian centre-back. Uh, who looks like a a young v, uh, VVD clone. But um, it's great to have Ibu back uh, because of how dodgy Matip has looked this season and how lacking in confidence that Gomez looks. I mean, Gomez at the moment looks like a backup right back. He doesn't look like he's able to play centre-half under any sort of pressure at all. So... Um, going in the run into this at the end of the season now, um, we need Ibu. We definitely need him, and he's he makes Virgil look more. Um, he improves the players around him. You know, he makes Virgil a better player at the moment, and he he definitely gives Trent the license, gives Trent way more confidence. You know, against Wolves in the middle of the week, Trent had probably his best game of the season as well. And that's because he had Ibu beside him, giving him cover. So, yeah, we need that. And we're looking light again at centre-half now because, um, you know, because of Virgil's problems, because of Gomez not, not fitting in and because of Matip looking like he's he's also um, run a race too many. We have seen that Fabinho has come back from the dead. I mean, he did look like um, the walking dead for most of this season. You know, one of those guys in a video game, like a, <laughs> like a zombie, uh -huh. you know, brainless, wandering around the middle of the field, uh, not knowing what he's doing. But in the last two games against Wolves, he was really good. And today is really good. It's like someone has woken him up, like someone has woken Lazarus up from his slumber. Suddenly Lazarus realizes he's alive and, you know, and he's coming back to, to playing football again. So... Yeah, it's great to have um, uh, Fabinho back and it's great to have Ibu back as well. And we really need them on the run-in now because big games now, top four is the target. I don't think we're going to win the league. Even though Liverpool do perform minute miracles, I don't think we're going to get there from here somehow. Mm -hmm. um, I do give us a small chance to overturn the 3-0 against Madrid only because it is Liverpool, it is this team who've done it before. Um, I would love to see... We do... I mean. Madrid keep doing us, which just makes makes us more, you know, it should make us more and more determined to get one over on them because every time we meet them, 
they really do us and they do us badly. And this goes back a long way. I remember under Rodgers, you know, we lost something like 5-0 on aggregate to to um, Madrid, to Real in, in the 2014 or 2015 season. And ever since then, um, we just keep losing to them, you know, and losing badly. So I would love nothing better than to go, for us to go over, even though it's a very slim chance. If we play like we did tonight and everything goes our way, I'd love for us to go there and really shock Madrid at the Bernabeu, you know, and just stick it to them. Um, and that's that's our target for the remainder of the season. Um, take out Madrid if we can and get into the top four and get as far as, as we can in the Champions League. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be... It would take a, a little while to, um, I don't know, to, to um, what's going to say, uh, like, I don't know. It's a leap of faith, let's say. It's a leap of faith to, to imagine we can go to the Bernabeu and turn things over. But um, at the same time, we've been desperately unlucky against them in a lot of the times where they've beaten us uh, under Klopp anyway. And uh, yeah. Uh, Jack, you're going to have to you're going to have to chip off. Thank you so much, Jack, for joining us. Yeah. I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to just uh, dance into the into the city of Liverpool? Um, um, yeah. it's, no, it's it's not past the watershed, so I won't say what I'll be doing later anyway. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a massive thank you, gents. A massive thank you, Owen and lads, and enjoy it. Everyone listening around the world, going to work tomorrow or this week. Enjoy it. Rub it in. Um, but a massive thank you, Owen, lads. Have a lovely rest of your night. Yes, Zach, you too. Thanks yeah, to you, Jack, and all the listeners. Check oh, yeah. out Anfield Road TV's brilliant oh, channel. Yeah. I'll let you say, continue, boys, but enjoy it, Reds. And uh, as I think, football's a very funny game, isn't it, lads? Don't write this team off as the lads have already alluded to on the pod tonight. Don't write it. It is funny tonight, off. Jack. Yeah, it is fun. And you never know. <laughs> I've watched Real a couple of times this season, and by Lord, they can, they've got a mistake in them. Hopefully you got a couple of mistakes in that second leg. But Owen, lads, enjoy it tonight and uh, enjoy tomorrow. I know we all will. But uh, <laughs> here's mate. Thank you. I'll speak to you later. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Take care, Jack. Um, okay. So, uh, Nigel, I mean, we've got some more great comments coming in the chat. Gary Richards is saying, Starwin is gorgeous and he is beautiful chaos. Uh, absolutely right. And Starwin is, of course, Gary Richards' name. For Darwin Nunez, one that he invented himself, and he's absolutely apropos. It's absolutely fabulous. Um, and the Gary Richards also says Fergie must be defecating into his Pinot Noir, which might well be uh, he. Maybe he's got some kind of a handle on the CCTV footage at, at Fergie's place. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but Nigel, uh, oh, we've also got Mr. Boombastic here. He said he's been just been digesting all the united content and they can't give us a scrap of credit apparently they were fatigued and this was our cup final okay. <laughs> all right. okay. uh, the thing is now the top four the top four race i mean i was i you know i said a couple of weeks ago i'd be happy when we get to 40 points and avoid relegation, and anything above that would be a bonus. Since then, we've beaten Everton, we've hammered United now. Um, Ibu is back. I think it's really dependent on injury, staying injury-free, especially to, to our key players, and also being able to rotate the midfield so that we don't have the horrible fatigue coming and affecting everybody in midfield and just allowing any team to walk straight through us. If we can stay fit, 
where can we go this season, Nigel? Whatever they want. I think uh, it's it's a huge boost there. That tonight, like we've been playing okay. That's five clean sheets in a row. I think um, Spurs have got to be looking over their shoulders. We got beat by Wolves. Like we, I know we beat we didn't run great against Wolves there the last night, but we were comfortable enough. Once we scored, we were comfortable enough. Like Spurs are rattled. I reckon. I reckon. Just see will this come back and haunt me or anything like that. I reckon we'll sack Antonio Conte when we meet Spurs. I think they're in a bit of free fall like we were. Um, hopefully, like you said about the fatigue thing, uh, like we've we've lost Thiago basically because we overplayed him because we had to. Like, there's got to be. Klopp has got to say to these owners, look at two seasons ago, we went out there and we went out with um, with Reese Williams and uh, Phillips at centre back, and somehow or other clawed our way to a Champions League place. Uh, you know, you've got to, got to, got to back us for about three or four seasons in a row, so we can keep a squad together that's going to be able to challenge on all fronts. You like. Like there's no point in buying a midfielder every one midfielder every three years that's going to be a first teamer that's going to be playing 63 64 games injuries happen fatigue happens we've got to have a squad this is not this is not the Liverpool team of 1979 that used 12 players and won the league who actually also got knocked out in the second round of the FA, of the European Cup this is a team that that can that played every game last season 63 games four competitions the possibility the possible amount of games we played was 60, 63 and we played 63 and we're paying for it yeah but there are signs of you know oh, yeah, the green signs. shoots you know the youngsters darwin nunes you know starwin as gary was saying um is is i mean he's settling in he's yeah. settling in we, well, um, I, think this, I think we've had this conversation before darwin was asked benfica and mm -hmm. he kind of scored a few goals in the first year, but struggled a bit. Mm -hmm. I think Darwin Nunes will explode. I, I, he's 23 years old. I think Cody Gakpo actually will, will also do the same. I, I just think like they're, they're good players, really, really quality players. And they're only going to get better as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, totally, totally. It's, 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 it's just going to be joyful to see those two uh, grow and get bigger one thing that i really like just quickly like tactically with with gakpo the fact that he's so tall um a couple of times when we were under pressure to have an out ball where you're playing it long and high uh, that's something that bobby Firmino never gave us it's just just the height so if you're if you're struggling defensively you can just pick out gakpo and he can you know hold it up or get a flick on that could lead to mo salah or darwin running beyond him makes just perfect sense his signing say, doesn't it just, just got to say about mo salah today his working back and he yeah. was tackling a couple of times on the edge of our box today absolutely and won a couple of them as well mm -hmm. you know he's just absolutely terrific any any of our players should be looking at him for an inspiration like he was wonderful today there, there are there are some really Robbo was excellent. Firmino looked like Fabinho, sorry, looked back to his what we know he can do. Hooper mm -hmm. was back. Suck was off. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, I loved I, I don't know. Looking back at the goals then quickly, I've just got one more question for you both, basically. I'm gonna run through the goals. So, I mean, in no particular order, Cody Gatbo's first goal was uh, you know, the assist from Robertson, he cut inside, you know, the the run behind Fred cutting inside Varane and rifling into the bottom corner. Some beautiful goals. Mohamed Salah, of course, there was a little deflection the way it came through to him, but 
absolutely superb move slammed in with his right foot off the underside of the crossbar um darwin nunez uh, scored a goal that was assisted by jordan henderson that was the header into the into the corner uh, off his ponytail if he had a different haircut he wouldn't have scored that goal absolutely amazing and Darwin in the 46th minute, his, his first goal was was assisted by Harvey Elliott. That Harvey's really powerful, um, you know, cross, uh, you know, that he just whacked it across, right, landed right on Darwin's head, and he just had to steer it into the goal just after half time. Boom, what a big goal that was in front of the cop. Uh, Mo Salah scored, uh, assisted by Roberto Firmino, again with his right foot, Mo Salah. Um, you know, and uh, Bobby Firmino scored close to the goal, uh, assisted by Mo Salah uh, with his right foot, went through a couple of United players. Keeper should have done better. David De Gea was awful, absolutely awful. May as well have stayed home. And, uh, you know, the last one I'm going to mention was Cody Gakpo's dink, um, you know, to, to, to complete the seven. They're not in the order. They're not in chronological order, but Cody Gakpo's dink after Mo Salah's play. Uh, so my last my last question is very simply: What was your favourite goal, Fergus, of all those seven? Uh, I would have to say um, it was great to see Mo Salah score the two, which take him past Robbie Fowler. Mm -hmm. I think that makes him fifth in the all-time leading Liverpool goal scorers, fifth or sixth, and that's not Premier League goal scorers. That's all-time which is far more important than Premier League uh, because the Premier League is only 30 years old. Um, so even though his two goals were momentous, I, I think Gakpo's second goal, which was the flick, which made it 3-0, I believe, was the best because he didn't even look. If that was Bobby Firmino, everyone would be... Um, you know, waxing lyrical about it because it really, it really was a no-look finish. Because not because he was showing off, it's because he didn't have time to look. The ball mm -hmm. came to him, and he just swiveled on it, knowing where the goal was, knowing where the goalkeeper might be, and he just swiveled and dinked it around over De Gea, and it also basically won us the match because at three 0 there was no coming back for United. So that was my favourite goal of the of the night. Excellent stuff, and I, I do believe Mo Salah is fourth in the all-time top scorers net list now. Uh, but I'm going to have to check that. Wow, that's that. amazing. Yeah, yeah we, we've got Ian Rush, Gordon Hodgson, Roger Hunt and Mo Salah. Uh, not in that order. No, Nigel's shaking his head. No, is that not right? No, it's not. I'm just, I'm just marvelling at, marvel at the achievement. 129 goals in six seasons. That's incredible. In the league? In the or league. In, that's it. League goals. You're in, or, or in total. Yeah, just well, league, league goals. 129 league goals in six seasons. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. I know, yes, that's why you're shaking your hand. Yeah, because yeah, it's a marvelous I'm, thing. I've got I've, I've got LFC history .net in front of me now. I'll share it for those of you who are watching. So Ian Rush, yes, of course, he's the first with 346 goals. Then Roger Hunt, then Gordon Hodgson on 241. But hang on, where's Mo Salah? 178. I don't know. According to he's he's yeah, you're, you're missing. Um, I've got the list in front of me. Uh, oh, great. It's Ian Rush. Three four six. Roger Hunt two eight five. Gordon Hodgson two four one. Billy Little two two eight. Stephen Gerrard one eight six. And then it'll be Robbie. It'll be Mo, uh, Mo Salah one eight four now. So right. the next milestone for Mo so Salah is got two, exactly two more goals, 
and he will equal Steven Gerrard. Three more goals, he'll pass Steven Gerrard. So Amazing. I'm sure he'll get three more goals probably this season. So 187, that'll make him fifth on the list when he gets there, which um, then he has only four more people to pass. The next milestone will be Billy Little at 228. So when he gets to 187, uh, you wouldn't put it past him to get past Billy Little. Get another, to get another 42 goals to get past Billy Little. Yeah, maybe maybe by the end of the season, if he plays like he did today. <laughs> yes, let's, if he scores a hat-trick against Real Madrid, that'll be a good a good investment. <laughs> yeah, or 41 against Real Madrid. Um, yeah, absolutely. Nigel, what was your favourite goal from the, from the seven? Love them all. Some fantastic... Uh, the first one for for it's it's it, it was a vital goal that we scored first. Um, but my favourite goal, uh, Bobby. I'm a huge Bobby Firmino fan. Always have been. Absolutely love Bobby. We all do. And just to see him getting the icing on the cake and the week he announced he's going to leave, and which made us all sad. I think it made us it made Liverpool fans sad that such a, a good guy and. A great player for the club. Uh, we won't be around for too much longer. And he goes out and plays his final game against our great rivals and has an assist, but then rounds off our biggest win against them ever with a really, really clever bit of football. You know, it's just, well, I, I, I'm sure there's a lot of people going to say the same thing, but I'm really going to miss him. I really am. I, I love the guy. He's fabulous. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm still getting over Sadio leaving and Genie leaving and Bobby's going to be another one. So absolutely beautiful, you know. If it, on the on an emotional level, there is only only one winner from perhaps a skill level. I I agree with Fergus at Cody Gatpo's mm. goal, but Mo Salah's uh, right-footed goal into the top corner as well. Uh, was, did that make it five nil? There were so many goals. Um, at that point, I dropped my trousers and I was running around <laughs> at my apartment, dropping my trousers, having dropped my trousers. And uh, almost fell over because my, my trousers were around my ankles. Um, anyway, um, thank you. On that note, we better better leave it. Uh, sorry, everybody, if that's too too many details. Thank you so much for everybody in the chat. It's been absolutely wonderful to 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 have you with us. Um, you know, Rory Fitzgerald is here as well. What a game, lads! That Gakpo goal in the second half was just beautiful. That's what Rory said. Yes, it was. It was simply beautiful. And that's what this day is. It's a simply beautiful day. Gary Richards says Nunes was his favourite. Of course it was, Gary. And why not? Because he was terrific. Uh, absolutely brilliant. And, yeah, thank you, everybody. This has been Cop on Podcast trying to digest uh, Liverpool 7, Manchester United nil. But I hope it's just, you know, something that we can digest for many, many years because it's been a historic day. It's been a momentous day. It's been something that we may not ever experience again. But even if we don't, to say that we've experienced it is just nuts. It's nutty, nutty, nutty. So thank you. And we'll see you soon. Cheers. Thanks, Owen. Thanks, Nigel. Thanks, guys.